Welcome to Fanatical Recruitment, a podcast for higher ed admissions, enrollment, and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Mickey Baines. On today's episode of Fanatical Recruitment, we're going to cover the topic of video. What does it take to make a great video? Now, why did I choose this for the very first episode of Fanatical Recruitment? Well, really for two reasons. One, because of the broad use of video in general. It's something that marketing teams can use to attract more students and admissions teams can use to convert more students. The other reason I chose it is because it's an intimidating art form that's used so poorly in higher education. And why do I say poorly? Not just because of content, uh, of the equipment to use to make the content, because equipment has little to do with the quality of the content. And John Mulder, who's our guest today, is an expert at finding the right content to use and using it in a way that is very effective for marketing and admissions teams. So enjoy the episode with John. Welcome. I'm Mickey Baines, and I'm really excited to be here. I'm in Allentown today, or right outside of Allentown, yeah. Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. Schnecksville sounds the way it is in reality. It's a little rural, but we're not too far from Lehigh Carver Community College. And I'm actually at Three Seed Marketing with a good friend of mine, John Mulder. John, thank Hi. you for joining me. Thank you. Um, I've worked with John uh, for a number of years. We've always stayed in touch. Uh, he's someone I reach out to with questions and potential projects and for advice. I trust John on a lot of things, um, but today we're going to focus on video because that's one of his major expertise, and yeah, that's where you got started. Twenty some years, so. twenty some. Yeah, forget. I lose count yeah, after yeah. a while. It <laughs> makes me sound old if I say twenty some. Twenty some. <laughs> you know, around twenty or two decades. Yes, yeah. Oh, that sounds worse. Two decades. Talk about yeah. marketing and using of wor- words and terms, right? <laughs> decades. Let's yeah. stay away from that. <laughs> it's a long time. For a long time. Um, so, and I know when um, when I was last at Albright College, he helped me really kind of transform our marketing campaign there. And we did that through video as kind of a central theme, and that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to kind of add video to the mix to talk about how we can use video for lead generation, but then also how we can use that content from the admission side as a tool to help us kind of convert and engage our prospects. So, John, so I just want to jump in here mm-hmm. um, with video. What are a couple of the key components you think that make a video worthy? Worthy for sharing or just worthy for value? Both. Okay. Um, So let's let's differentiate because I think it's a great question. So sharing versus value or um, what's the difference? Well, because there are a bunch of different types of video you can produce. Okay. There's ones for entertainment, ones for information, ones for uh, education, those kinds of things. Yep. the one the content is really what it boils down to. What is the message that you want to convey? So if I want to have this is strictly an uh, an entertainment video, the the content's going to be a little bit different than if it's strictly for information. Sometimes those can overlap, and when they do overlap, that's when you really have some magic happening. Yep, that's when it goes viral, right? Because we were talking well, about viral and close and, to it. I mean, well, really, the, the the key to going viral, and that I have a lot of people that say like, "Hey, I want to create a viral video." Well, the the real you know. The, the realistic part of that is that you can't. You can't create a viral video. You can create something that maybe people will share. Um, and the thing that will make people share is when it touches something in their heart or in their mind, makes them angry, makes them happy, that emotional response. Strong emotional response. That is the key. So in higher education, we're probably staying away from the anger side. We'll leave that to politics, right? right? <laughs> so so where, what type of emotional side do you think works best for higher education right now? Where well, would you go? Um, I certainly fun yep. because if I'm going to go to school someplace I, I want an education but I also want to have fun doing it right. 
So if I can tap into that humor part of it, I know that when I was looking for colleges way back in the day, um, I chose the college that had the most sense of humor. Okay. That, that's the thing that stood out for me, and that's why I chose the school that I went to. Um, I, I, I have to assume at some level that I'm going to get a teaching education someplace. Yeah. Um, and that comes through other branding and that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to, like, what's the personality of the place that I'm going to spend the next four years, five years, six years, sometimes eight, depending on what my plan is, um, I, I want to have a good time while I'm there and enjoy it and, and, and look back on after I'm done and say that those were good times. So we're talking fun. Hmm? Do you – we're also talking information um, or teaching or tutorial right. type. So – is there a mix you should have with video? For as far as the the the, the fun the, versus information, correct, right? Oh, certainly. I mean, there's when I mean, anytime you have a product or a service or something, the people that come to your website are looking for information to make a decision. So you have to provide some sort of level of of information, education. This is what we're about. Who we are. Why we do what we do. Those kinds of things. Um, it's, it, I can't tell you it's a 50-50 mix, yeah. um, but it, it certainly should be uh, delivered in bite-sized pieces, you know, maybe a few minutes at a time. If you right. put a 10-minute educational or informational video, people will probably not make it to the yeah. end. If it's woven together with some, some entertainment, you might get four or five minutes out of it. Okay. But an informational sound bites, little videos, 30 seconds, one minute, that should be sufficient. That's hard to do in higher education. No, I know no, everybody's no. watching this or listening to this will agree with me. If you have, and, and we'll tell the clients this, is that if you have a 10 minutes of information to convey, do it in 10 one-minute videos. Exactly, right? I, 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 I can only emphasize that. And I do that same thing if I'm talking to school about email. You know, I've, we only have we don't have enough content for ten email, ten emails. I'm like, well, yeah, you do. You've got mm-hmm. ten emails in this one. We just have to break it up. That's correct. Um, and and figure out how what's the best way to kind of infuse that. Mm-hmm. So so we've got a ten minute video. We can create ten different segments. How, when you when you're talking about how professional it should be shot, because budget will always mm-hmm. be be important. You know, how professional. Um, do you want the informational videos compared to the fun videos? Is there a difference? Should they yeah, all be I high mean, end? Or? You want them to be polished, but you can't. It, it shouldn't be completely scripted and fake. Okay. Okay. So there's a bit of this impromptuness that makes things uh, attractive to to your audience. Right. Um, you know, don't script it. Overly script it. The shots and uh, and videography should be very very nice and okay. and artistic. Um, the lighting should be good. The audio quality needs to be good so that people know that you spent some time thinking this through and that that speaks to a level of, okay. of what your school or your company happens to be. Um, and, and the fun things, though, it, it, if you script it, it becomes fake. And there's a there's a level of authenticity that people need to be able to connect with what you're saying with a good for yeah. a good video. Right. It's even in this video that they're watching right now is yeah. that it. If this was all edited and was polished and I wasn't stammering over the words like I am, it, there's something that's like, nah, it's not quite real. It's Makes too it more slick. formal. Yeah, it's, right. It's yeah. too slick. Okay. I can't, it's not believable. Okay. So there's that level of authenticity that needs to be maintained. And that is just sometimes let the camera run. You get what you get. You don't script it. You don't tell people what to say. You just capture their response. Okay. So leads me to a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, authenticity being as important as it is. How do I find the right people to be in my videos that can be truly authentic? What are some of the 
characteristics you might be looking for? Well, anytime that we pick our talent or interview subjects, we pre-interview them. We okay. will just sit down and have a conversation and just see how they respond. If they're very uncomfortable, they start to sweat, um, they're not articulate, those kinds of things will immediately say you're not adequate for this. Um, there are people that are also too polished that will say what you want or they'll say like, well, can I have the questions ahead of time? I don't want that person either. I want the people that I can just sit down, have a conversation with, and they usually give us the best information and best content. So don't send out the questions ahead of time. I like that. Do not. I'm trying to think how often I've been guilty of that. Um, Probably (laughs) some. People love it. I mean, especially if you're dealing with high ups. If you're dealing with the the, uh, school's officials or deans, um, professors, those kinds of people, they will always ask for the questions. So what I will do, if they insist upon it, is give them, here are our talking points. We're going to be talking about these five things. I might give them some questions, but when I actually do the interview, I don't ask those questions. So they're prepared, but they can't just parrot back what they've already practiced. Good. That's when it sounds rehearsed, fake, polished, not believable. Yeah. It's like when you get a press release or a public statement from some organization about Topic X or a news story. You can always tell. Right? It always comes across as fake, and I think that's important to think about that. Well, that actually, that's an excellent, excellent point. When, if somebody did something bad and they have a mea culpa uh, moment where they have to read the statement, the question is always afterwards, it didn't sound legitimate. He didn't sound uh, like he was actually torn apart and upset or apologetic. Or that somebody else wrote that for that person, right? And that's all they said. And we don't believe them because of that. The other ones that they stand up and just talk from the heart and are visually upset, we forgive those people. Yes. So, excellent point. Now I'm going to circle back around because here's my second question. Um, we're only on question two. Well, <laughs> well, well, we're talking about casting. So, we're talking, okay. so how do we find the right people? Yep. And then, you know, we were talking before we started recording this that you're usually the interviewer, not the interviewee on, on this on this type of recordings, right? <laughs> That's so, you know, how, you know, what are some of the, you know, key questions? If I'm trying to get a good testimonial from, a, mm-hmm. from an alum about a program, what are some of the questions you might jump into that you think can help draw out those okay. stories that lead to that emotional catch, sure. right? Every time I start with the interview, I always start with some uh, just basic questions. First question I always say is, say your name and spell it for me. What title do you want us to use? Um, and then a little bit of background information that I know that they kind of know. How did you choose the school? Um, why did you, um, you know, what's your major? Um, that kind of stuff. And as we get deeper into the interview, that's when I throw the questions of, of your opinions on things. What, what do you like about the school? Why do you choose this? And, and if you ask those questions, the why portion of it, um, or like what gets you going, what gets you excited, what, you know, what, what classes do you like yeah. to go to and why, those kinds of things, that gives you the best information. Yeah. And so it kind of leads me to the next question. Because you're, this is a long interview, and you might chop this up into mm-hmm. how long are your videos normally? It depends on what it's for. It could be for a commercial, yeah. so it's a ten second clip. Yeah, we've yeah we've we've done uh, videos as short as ten seconds, um, thirty seconds, a minute. We generally don't do anything more than five or seven. Yep. And so, say it's a clip, or say it's a seven minute video. Mm-hmm. How long was the overall video that you had to edit to get to that seven oh, minutes? Oh, jeez. In a seven minute video, we might shoot. Well, I try to keep all interviews with every subject to about 20 minutes because okay. that's about all they can kind of okay. handle. Afterwards, they just kind of get fatigued. And, and it repeats and, repeats and their energy drops. Yep. And, and, and then that way, you know, you have a lot of good information. Out of that 20-minute interview, 
I'm probably lucky to get about five minutes of actual information. If I'm doing a seven-minute video, we'll probably interview four to five people, and then we'll pick in, uh, answers that kind of interweave that right. tell us the story. And so out of that five seven, people, that's a well, hundred minutes that, oh, you yeah, down, yeah, yeah. that you get down to a five-minute video. Yeah, and and I want that's I'm a new. Well, I didn't know what your total answer was going to be. A minute per second. It's yeah. really it, a minute, minute per, per second. second. So because I see so often we got this video, we're talking to this alum or a current student, and it's a three-minute video, and the interview was three minutes mm-hmm. or three minutes and forty seconds. And you're not going to get quality. No. You're never. You'll never get viral. No. Um, you'll never even find a lot of share or people wanting to watch the whole three minutes. If you're doing a five minute interview for a five minute video, mm-hmm. it's finding those moments. Yep. And pulling those right moments out. Yep. Because the, authenticity isn't for the full three minutes. No. no. It's you get that moment, and it's I call it magic. I mean, it's yep. it's overused word when you're talking about it, but no, it is. True. It's a great moment. It's true. And it's just a little clip. So, uh, so let's wrap up. If I'm going to shoot a video um, for my spring campaign, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm trying to find a way to do this on my own, what are three things I need to be sure I'm doing? Um, collect good audio. Choose it well. First of all, you have to choose a good good uh, interview person or a good yeah. topic. Get yeah. good content. Nail that down. When you shoot the video, shoot good audio. Have it well lit. And then the third part was uh, take some time to really weed through the things that you did and edit it down to a very interesting two, three minute video. Perfect. John, thank you. Thank you. Today's guest was John Mulder of 3Seed Marketing. Please join us again next week for the next episode of Fanatical Recruitment. Thanks for listening.